You'll risk fines, penalties, or much worse. If you see flashing blue and yellow lights on the highway, be patient. Stay four car lengths back and only pass when it's absolutely safe to do so. Learn more at alberta.ca slash snowplow safety. A message from the government of Alberta. Being on this road together means saving twice during the Fountain Tire Road Ready Sales Event. Save up to $225 on a set of four select tires. Plus, get a bonus $50 off any service until December 16th. Book your appointment at FountainTire.com. Restrictions apply. Financing available. Ugh, fine print. From high stadium to breaking down the middle. Here's the lowdown with Low Tide on, on Sports, Sports 1440. Presented by Wolf GMC Buick. We're making it easy. WolfGMCBuick.com. Welcome to the lowdown. Today's show, Philip Broberg. Here's your hat. What's your hurry? Kevin Weeks reporting that he's being shopped. Would have to be dollar for dollar or close. So you're looking at about a mill, maybe a goalie. We'll talk about it. Ordinarily, I would say losing organizations do losing things for losing reasons and then talk about the orders. With Philip Broberg... I think this might be a guy who still has value, and if they can cash him, he's in an area of strength on the left side of the defense, and get, a, say, a goaltender or a right defenseman, maybe this works. Two-way winger, there's an opportunity here. I'll also tell you, there's a new manager in town, because Ken Holland drafted Philip Broberg, made a big fuss about him in the spring of 2019 upon Holland's arrival. This is being driven by need a little bit, but also the fact that they... The new management may not be convinced Broberg's the guy. Reach us at sports1440.ca, iHeartRadio, Radio Player Canada. Text or call us, 1-833-401-1440. Let us know what you think about the Broberg news. Twitter at Low Tide and at Declan Kruger. And the lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. Hurry in for GMC's Joy to the Ride event. No payments for 90 days on every new in-stock 2023 GMC and Buick. Ask for details, plus get up to $4,000 in Christmas cash from Wolf GMC Buick. That's a lot of pizza. A lot of two-fours, a lot of stuff. Love it. Our guest today, Zach Lang from Blue Jays Nation. There are rumors everywhere. They're signing everybody. They're going to try to get Otani. They're going to try to trade for Juan Soto. I want to know if Vlad Guerrero's be there. And you know, I mean, they're trying to get Taylor Swift in there to play right field. It's nuts what the Jays are doing. Daniel Nugent Bowman from The Athletic will join us. We'll talk about his very good article that's out now about the Otis penalty kill and how well it's going. And we'll talk about the Philip Broberg rumors as well. And before we get started, as you know, because he's all really popular and fancy and everything, and everybody wants to hear from him, we say hello to our producer and man about town, a fellow who soon will be in this chair and have some flunky. Uh, it's, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's our friend Declan Kruger. How are you? Hello. Good to be here. Very happy. I came in today with a uh, extra extra big smile on my face because it's your birthday. I'm happy to celebrate you and honor you on this day. I want to wish you the happiest of birthdays. The text line. It's already blowing up. It's already flying in. You'll see how much you mean to people over there. Uh, very happy birthday to you. I'm very happy to be here. Very happy to uh, get to celebrate your birthday alongside Now, you. Connor got me a cupcake. He Surely did. to God, you got me something. Oh, well, you might be surprised. <laughs> I did not. No, actually, I didn't know it was your birthday when I came in, no. and I, I feel quite bad about no, it. Connor got a don't. cupcake. Honestly. He walked in with it. He said, I was thinking, that looks good. Connor's a good friend, man. He just he wants me to have a tasty treat to start my day off. And he says, hey. It's Low Tide's birthday. This is for him. Don't touch it. <laughs> Walks out, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, how did I not know? I sh- it should be role reversal. I should be the one bringing the cupcakes, telling Connor it's your birthday. Not there the should be, around, wherever so. I sit in the building, there should be a sign that says, don't feed the Low Tide. Oh, we can but, put that up in the in the but, office. Uh, Connor, I, I just happened to be, I didn't have anything. I thought, hmm, 
Okay, and it's very good. If if the cupcake is like moist and good and tastes good, then it's irresistible. It truly is. All right, Philip Roberg. I don't know if he's irresistible, but he is apparently, according to Kevin Weeks, available, being shopped, and he has value. He's he's a guy who's when they drafted him, they knew he was going to be a little raw, and he is. However, he's got talent. Big, strong guy, mobile, skates like the wind. Weeks said, I'm told the Oilers are exploring potential trade options on Bro- a young defenseman Broberg. Given the cap situation, likely have to be dollar-for-dollar dollar transaction. Now, that could be anything. The position could change. The Oilers have, in the minors, a bunch of guys who are, I think they're kind of interchangeable. Cam Deneen, Marcus Niemelainen, uh, Noel Hoffenmeyer, uh, you saw um, Ben Gleason here, even Max Warner, although I think he's too young for recall, and maybe Phil Kemp, who is right-handed, you could you could probably slide any of those guys up and have them be number seven defensemen, which is what, what Broberg is now. But the real key is if you're not going to play him, if you're not going to play Broberg at his age, then get him out of town. Get him to a team that needs to have some kind of you know hope for the fans, and maybe he turns into a player that the Oilers or you know I think the scouts liked him. I don't know if they liked him as much as Ken Holland did. But that would be, generally speaking, the idea. What can you get for around a mil? Remember, teams can trade, can retain, things like that, right? So, I mean, I, the first thought I think I thought it was was like you know going to Columbus. There, they seem to be everything seems to be for sale that's not nailed down. Maybe Columbus would be a team that you'd look at. Calgary has everything for sale. They their their young inexpensive defensemen are really inexpensive and unproven, uh, so I don't think that really works. And then if you're looking at goaltending, well, there are some guys who you might want to look at. It's a it's a fun and exciting idea, and we invite you to join us and text us as soon as you possibly can. I mean, don't worry about work. Who cares, right? Boss isn't looking. Rob, boss probably texting ahead of you. Get your idea in first. Eight one eight three three four zero one. 1440. Let us know. Uh, Zach Lang will talk to us about the Blue Jays. Daniel Nugent Bowman about uh, the uh, from the Athletic about the Edmonton Oilers. I, I, I talked this morning at length about why things happen and how we react to them. We're all somewhat the same. We all have our our proclivities and our preferences, and mostly we don't talk about it. But when when it comes to a coaching change, there's always like a honeymoon period. It's like when you first meet somebody and everything, even the, the air smells better. It's fresher. The booze tastes, you know, got more bite to it. It's all good. Everything's good. It's just a, a fresh feeling. Everybody brushes and it's with crest and it's just, it, everything's good. Everything is good when you're brand new. Remember Jay Woodcroft when he got here? It was around Valentine's in 2022 and everybody loved him. He straightened up the defense. Holy mackerel. Everything's better. And they went on that run, and they went, like, they, they, I mean, they did. They won two rounds of the playoffs. They did well. And then the next year, they went around in the playoffs. This year, Connor McDavid get hurt. Matthias Ekholm gets hurt. Ryan McLeod gets hurt. And the goaltending goes south, way south, beyond Laredo. It's somewhere in the, like, beyond Cancun. It's out where all the saints live in the Caribbean. All those saints, you know, St. Bart, Saint, yada, yada, yada. That's where, down past, down to Grenada. That's where the goaltending went. And that got Jay Woodcroft fired, along with the penalty kill. How much of that is luck? Quite a bit. 
you know, Connor McDavid getting hurt at the same time as Matias Ekholm. That's not good. Now, what happens is, because we're human beings, we build all kinds of verbal around it. We stack it up. We go, well, and yeah, well, he's got to be fired. And so, because we don't accept simple, simple explanations for reasons of firing or change or whatever are not acceptable to us because we, we don't want to believe our lives hang by that much of a thread, even though they do. Our livelihoods are, are basically the belief that we can do a job better and the amount of money we make can't be spent on somebody better or we can do it for cheaper than other people. That's basically it. So Jay Woodcroft was fired and now... Chris Knobloch comes in, and he's the new coach. And they get a bounce. They're 5-3-0. and They look good. Everything's, and so what we do is, in our own minds, we create scenarios around that. Well, you know, I'll tell you that Paul Coffey's working well with the defense. It's really, and you know, you can see it, and they're more confident, and they say really good things about them. And look at this. You know, the penalty kill is doing great. And all of those things are true. But we're looking at a small sample size, and as time goes on, there will be a time when this penalty kill under Coach Knobloch and this defense under Coach Coffey are poor, and we're mad at them. And we're like, what the hell? This no guy, this new guy's no damn good. And then soon it'll be two years later, and on and on and on and on. That's what organizations do when they're not good. Now, I don't think in the two cases we're talking about today, which is Knobloch as coach, and trading Philip Roberg. I don't think it's the same old, same old. But I think you do have to acknowledge that the Edmonton Oilers have a history of changing out pieces too soon. And I don't have your answer. I think Philip Roberg will have an NHL career. I think he will play in the top four. I also believe that he's a left-handed defenseman and the Oilers are covered there. If they can get something that helps them this year to win the Stanley Cup, In trading Broberg, they should go do it. Or gives them a better chance to win a Stanley Cup. What they can't do is trade two picks for Griffin Reinhardt again. And there is danger of that. That has happened in the past. Now, I think Brad Holland and his staff are doing a really good job in pro scouting. And I like the orders of amateur scouts. I was talking about them yesterday. But he's mad. They're not getting anything. They don't draft. They draft every fifth round. They don't get they get one pick in the top 100 every year and then the rest when everybody's gone home. All the expensive suits are gone. The Lear Jets have taken off. It's all the guys who are the 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 area scouts and the 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 chief scout that are there. Everybody else is gone, man. The owners don't draft when the real players are happening. They've done extremely well. Don't get after me about the amateur scouts. I'll come after you. I mean not literally, I'm not threatening you. But verbally, I will. Do you miss the verbal? I do. I was, I was reminiscing and mourning the loss of real, real, we cross, we, we talk across each other now. And that's not, not just sports, but in everything, in politics, in life, in everything. We don't really say anything that gets digested anymore. Everybody does this thing where they go, well, this guy's talking, but he's going to shut up sooner or later, and then I'll jump in. But nobody listens to what anybody's saying. And I miss that. I miss where, you know, there was a time when I could write a post on my blog and somebody would respond and question what I said. And then somebody else would say, well, let's think about this. And then by the end of the day, when I got home, there would be a lot of new 
information for me to digest and to think about. And my mind got changed a lot by really smart people. And they went on to do other things and great things. And that's fantastic. But the world itself, and I think a lot of it is is political and other forces, evil forces uh, in the world. But we everything is black and white now. And it's never black and white. It never has been black and white. You know, you can't just say, well, Philip Roberg is no damn good. You can't say that. You can say it, and then if you happen to be right two years from now, you can say, I told you. But that's not really being right. That's making a bet. And we used to be able to call each other on that. We used to be able to say, okay, look, can you agree that you don't really know? Yeah, all right. We don't do that now. Everything has to be decided. And if you're against me, well, hell, then you need to be browbeaten until you agree with me. It's a weird way to really go around your life. I think it's the internet. I blame Declan. All these young kids playing their reindeer games. How much time do you spend on Xbox or whatever it's called nowadays? Maybe like an hour a day, I would say. Okay, would you rather spend more? Like if you had your druthers, if I paid you to stay home, would you play more on that? No. No, and I, like I've never been a huge video game guy. I play Madden, I play NBA 2K, I play Chell. Like I've never been a huge, huge video game guy. And hours, you know, it's it's enough. I have some fun. I do my thing, get my fix, but that's it. Like I've never been a guy who just wants to sit down and play video games all day. Interesting. Yeah, it's just never been my thing. I don't know. Because as a kid, I didn't have a I didn't have a system until I was like. 12, 13, 14 years old. Like, I was pretty old when I finally got one, so it was never, like, the main part of my childhood. So your your system, as you called it, was like my stereo system. That's yes. how you valued it. Exactly. Interesting. I bought the kids the wrong thing. I bought them whatever didn't have Mario Brothers. And then when they could get their own money, that's all they were interested in, was everything Mario Brothers. But I got them stuff that I thought was good, but you never know with kids. Remind me to tell you about the time that my wife went away for a, a weekend with her sisters where they go to this thing where it's it's a timeout resort thing where they they don't talk and then they pretended they didn't talk all weekend, which I know is a lie. I love them all, but they talk. And so uh, retreat, they call it. So my kids and I are at home and they're bored Saturday morning. I'd put the tent up in the house, which is fun. Uh, and we'd, we'd camped outside in the house um, the, the the previous night and they were bored of that by Saturday morning. So they said, well, can we play a video game? We don't like any of our current games. So I go down to Blockbuster. That's how long ago this was. I go down to Blockbuster, and I get a thing called Beach Volleyball. And they they really liked it. But you know what Beach Volleyball was? Inappropriate for that age. So that didn't go well when mom got home. You can get in a lot of trouble. I know guys are going, yeah, I know, man. Holy mackerel. I'm sure it's worse now. It's not better. I'll say that. Frank Sarvalli updating the story. Understand the orders granted permission for Philip Broberg's camp to seek a trade. Sounds like there's been solid interest on that front. Of course there is. He's a top 10 pick, taller than the tree in your front yard, skates like the wind. Edmonton isn't interested in getting a pick back. They'd like a player. So you'll have to find likely a player in a similar situation. Okay. So, three, two, one. I expect an article on The Nation within 10 minutes. I'll get to mine tomorrow. I love this stuff. Oh, by the way, I was, I was moaning and bitching about the hockey news. 
I finally found a number. It takes a, well, it took me a while to find it. Probably anybody else would have found it in five minutes. And I got I talked to a very nice person there today, and I'm all good with the hockey news. So I can I can say that I love them again. And I haven't gone on there because once I go on there, I will not be doing anything worky. So I won't go on until later tonight. But it's all solved. The NHL draft will be held June 28th, 29th in the Sphere in Vegas. Good. Maybe they'll hold on to a pick. That's news coming down today. And whatever you want to talk about, it doesn't matter. You just let me know. Why would they need Broberg's camp approval? No, no, that's not it. Broberg's camp asked the Oilers for permission to go talk to teams. I think that's right. Am I wrong about this? If I'm wrong about this, I'm just getting up and walking away. Understand the Oilers granted permission for Philip Broberg's camp to seek a trade. There you go. So this is one of those times where it would not have happened back in the day. It would have been Dennis Hall has been traded by the Wirtz family who decided they didn't like his face. It's different now. The player has a little more control, which is a good thing. You're listening to Lowdown, powered by Wolf GMC Buick. I want to give you the lineup today. We don't have a Declan feature, which really kind of makes the show feel, you know, I mean, it's magical. We've got Zach Lang coming up at 1240. We've got Daniel Nugent Bowman at 120. But the thing about Declan is he he brings that intensity. You know, that, that you know, instead of, it's like he's talking about uh, college football, but the passion he has makes it sound like he's talking about World War II and England during the dark days. That's what he brings. <sighs> we got to get you on more than once. If you ever want to have a segment about Winston Churchill, we can do it. Because I have some thoughts. I met his son, I think it was. You met Churchill's son? He was here for the, the, the opening of the, the uh, seniors' dwelling downtown. Wow. Yeah, I cool. believe it was his son. Interesting fellow. Tall. I mean, he didn't, you know, he doesn't have, he wasn't prime minister or anything. But um, I peppered him with questions. You know, he answered none of them. You know, why couldn't you get America involved? I didn't do it, he said. It was fun. What do you want to ask about, or tell me about Churchill? Tell me something about Churchill I don't know. I don't know. Well, okay, like a fun fact about Churchill. I think he smoked 15 cigars a day. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty bad. So that's, that's He kind had of a good health moment. habits. Yeah. Just you know. like the king. They were a good lot. History only remembers the gems, you know? We don't you need know. to. We can leave that part out. Churchill, in non-wartime, was a bit of a crappy prime minister. But during wartime, they needed him because of... Do we have it on a... Do we, Neville Chamberlain? Who has Neville Chamberlain? No? Okay. This is the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. Powered by Wolf GMC Buick. George Strait. It's a great song. Now, a lot of people don't like country music. I am not one of them. I know there can be some songs that are a little out there, like 9,999,999 tears. But we only play the good stuff. We only play the good stuff. And that certainly is one of them. It is time for Hockey Rumors. We have Zach Lang from Blue Jays Nation a little bit later. Jays are making noise. Now, the Jays always make noise, but it feels a little different. This feels like David Coney or Joe Carterish. Remember that trade? Oh, my, what a trade. 
Alomar was key to that trade. I remember Peter Gammons was on ESPN, and I thought he was going to hyperventilate. Andrea Kramer had the microphone. I've told this story before. I don't care. I love the story. It's the winter meetings, and they go, Bob Lee goes, Bob Lee, uh, Sports Center on ESPN, and we got a big, big trade in baseball at the winter meetings. We're going to go right now to Andrea Kramer. And Andrea Kramer, a professional broadcaster of the highest degree, says the following. Hi, Bob. I'm just going to give the microphone to Peter so he can announce this trade before he explodes. And that's what he did. Peter, Peter Gammons was literally hyperventilating. He was breathing in a way like he was an older man. And if you had seen it, you'd go, this man needs medical attention. That's how excited he was. And the trade was Joe Carter and Robbie Alomar for Fred McGriff and Tony Fernandez. I believe I've got it right. There may have been another piece or two, but that was the deal, as I recall. The Padres made out like bandits. They did. But the Jays won World Series twice. So it doesn't matter how good all those players were, and they were all great. Every blasted one of them. I mean, I don't know where my car's parked, but I remember that day. Now, we've asked you to chime in with your ideas about trading Philip Broberg, and you're off and running. Uh, this comes from Bud Baker, great NASCAR driver. Broberg, Borgo, Campbell, and two first for Saros. Here's the problem. Why would Nashville trade USO Saros? Like, it, I don't, like, even d- talking about his performance this year, we have put that aside. I just don't see it happening. I, I, I'm sincere in that, and I'm not trying to poo-poo it. The poo-pooing comes later. Go after Casey Middlestad. He's an interesting guy, but he's a little long on the tooth for a young guy. They have Askarov on, but that, that's not the way Nashville does it. They don't say, okay, Askarov is ready now. They're a little slow playing. I don't think that will happen. Make a dive for Ingram and the Coyotes. Do you know what Ingram's doing? Do you know where the Coyotes are on the standings? They're beating everybody. Did you see Gregor's tweet? They they just beat like the last 50 Stanley Cup champions in a row. Broberg and Campbell for Elvis. I don't like that trade. I, if you're going to trade Broberg, you they have no use on this team. None. Holloway's hurt. Broberg's out of town. Lavoie's in the minor leagues. You've got to have, what the hell, people? Who are going to be the value contracts next year? You need guys to be able to play. Throw on some Towns Van Zant, maybe. There's so many good ones. Poncho and Lefty. We could play If I Needed You with uh, Don Williams and Emmy Lou. We could play Emmy Lou all day for as far as I'm concerned. I love Emmy Lou. I was listening to um, Boulder to Birmingham this morning. And oh, it's such a beautiful song. And what a, what a, what a well-written song. Very talented. Ocean prop, uh, Front Property by George Strait. Very good. LT, the caps are light on left defense and on youth. Would Broberg be uh, for Nick Dowd? The win draws and as a right shot, work both sides from Robert. I mean, he would be, I think he would be a candidate to acquire. Um, Dowd's at 1.3, so the money isn't outrageous. That's an interesting trade idea. Well, I'd like to get somebody back who is in their 20s, if we could. You know, I'm not making the deal. They're not going to trade Rasmus Sandin, but that would be good. 
I don't know that it'll be a defenseman. It could be a forward. This is the kind of stuff, just so you know, I'm a nerd. No, no, no. Stop denying it. Stop saying no, low tide. No, you're not. I am a total nerd. And I'm geeking out on this trade rumor information. I love it. I just do. I By midnight, I will have 15 scenarios. And I will be forced by my editor not to write a story about it. And he'll just go, it's too long and it doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, what about the other articles I write? Same thing. I love this stuff. In fact, if there was a sports trade rumor and sports draft radio station, that would be where I would go. I would just talk about the, I'd have, I'd have uh, like information from like the 1970 draft that I could do as the main product. And then every once in a while when there's new information on trades or drafts, I would go to that. No one would listen. Klaus from Beaumont says, we share a birthday low tide. I'm so honored. Klaus from Beaumont is a great man who is funny. Everybody loves him. He begins 11 projects every day. None of them will be completed. That's my guy. Do you know any Sagittarius's aside from me? Oh, is that when these birthdays fall? Yes, Um, Yeah, I mean, my girlfriend's parents both... uh both have birthdays this week or next week, so I guess nice. them. Yeah. So now, now this is a sticky wicket, you know, mm-hmm. piece of information, Mister. I'm wearing glasses that actually are just glass. Look pretty good though. Oh no, very handsome, very handsome fella. So, how long have you been going out with your lady? Uh, about a year and a half. Okay, so I would think you're buying something with her or something alone for them. Yes, yes, alone, alone. All good. Nice. We'll do it separate. Now, are you a? Are you a? Um, thoughtful guy, or do you just buy like cards? I think I'm pretty thoughtful to the think I to the point where I overthink it, and mm. then the gift I end up thinking the gift isn't good enough, but it always turns out to be okay because they like you. Yeah, it doesn't so. really matter what you get them; it's the thought that counts. It, it truly is. It truly is. One time, I brought my father-in-law. I knew the socks he liked. They're the the gray ones that have the red and the gray right at the top, and they're big and heavy, and they go right up the leg, right? Like it's, I mean, they're not pants, but they're getting there. He loved those socks, and I they're not cheap, and I got him like six pairs, and they were all the, identical. They didn't look different at all. They were the same color. I knew I nailed it, and he was so proud of me that he was so, no, he was so happy with me that he said, will you go over and get, take out a pill from each of the bottle over there and will you put it on the counter, and then I'll come and I'll and pour me some water, and I will I will have these heart pills or whatever they were. And I was I, that's a big deal, right? I was very pleased by that. I was in my twenties, and this kind of thing mattered, you know. And I go over and I put the pills out, and then I spilled the water, and, and the pills dissolved. And you only get so many pills from the doctor, right? And then I was back to being, you know, the number two son-in-law. It's all good. Happy birthday, LT! I have three kids' birthdays in December. We'd always take out the second mortgage during this month. Birthdays and Christmas, LOL. I remember those days. I, about three or four years in a row, I bought my son a train set and put it together, and he kept not liking it. And finally, my wife said, why don't you just buy yourself a train set, and then we can get rid of the middleman. I love train sets. Do you love train sets? I was never big into train sets. My yeah. four-year-old brother, he loves train sets. Well, because he's a smart guy. Yeah, he'll play with trains all day. Low Tide Thoughts, Barry for Broberg. Reds retain enough to make the money work. I don't know if they can. That's a that's a big swath of contract. 
Low Tide, please explain how the Padres came out like bandits for trading Carter and Alomar for Fernandez and McGriff. By my scoring, both teams got a Hall of Famer, but the Jays got two World Series. As far as I know, the Padres still waiting to win their first championship. From Ken. Ken, I believe I said that the Padres made out like bandits, but the Jays won the World Series. But if you're arguing with me that Fred McGriff was a lesser hitter than Joe Carter, you and I are going to have to meet at the bike racks. I will not listen to any words of negativity about the crime dog. This this is a conversation that we have to take outside, sir. Low tide, aren't these December birthdays rooted in St. Patrick Day celebrations from Geo? I've never done the math. Campbell, Rodriguez, uh, Rodrigue, Rod, what the hell is the guy, Rodrigue, Olivier Rodrigue, Campbell, Rodrigue, Broberg, Holloway for Soros. Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. Please stop. You see, Soros isn't going to get traded. When Askarov is the backup for a year and a half, maybe. Low Tide, what do you realistically think Broberg's value is? He hasn't played much hockey since his draft year. Uh, hockey's been played, has been mid at best. Can't see how he holds any significant value. What's your take? I think he has significant value, and I'll tell you why. When he plays in the National Hockey League, his his underlying numbers are terrific. He's a good hockey player. He's a third-pairing guy. They do not trust him against elite competition. That's not unusual. He's still developing. He's still raw, and... He is a guy who is going to be a need to play. I said it at the beginning of the year. Play him in October, November. By April, things will be good. They didn't do it. Now they're thinking of moving him on. And that's fine. But he has great value, and they can't just give him up for nothing. There's just no way. They just can't afford The owners have been bleeding assets like they're nothing forever. You can't do that. The Oilers have less now than the Penguins had after their third Stanley Cup. They don't have Jack Doodley in the minor leagues. And so trading Broberg is a big damn deal unless you get something back. You you can't do this. God, you know, the Oilers are exactly like the Chicago Blackhawks when I was a kid. The Blackhawks, Blackhawks had the all-star games were dominated by Blackhawks. Tony Esposito, Pat Stapleton, Bill White, Bobby Hull, Stan Makita, Jim Pappen, sometimes Dennis Hall would make the All-Star game. But they didn't have like they didn't have 18 players like Montreal did. You know, Montreal when they won the 71 Stanley Cup, they had Jean Valavo, Jacques Lemaire, deep. Henri Richard couldn't get in the damn game. That's how deep they were at center. Blackhawks were never that. Never. They were Stan Makita, Pitt Martin and a guy. Jim Wistie. Like, they never had that. Or they'd move Eric Nestorenko back to center for a while. The orders are that. They're the Chicago Blackhawks of 7071. You can look it up. Look it up. They're famous, 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 famous. Who's that? Famous. Who's that? Never heard of him. Oh, he played for Denver College or University of Denver. That's where the orders are. And they, they, I'm hoping this management group understands where they are. They, they have nothing, nothing, nothing underneath. It's like listening to a rock and roll band with no drummer and no bass player. There's no bottom end. Now I'm mad. My birthday and everything. 
It's my fault. They got to get something, guys and girls. They've got to get something. They just do. They can't do this. You can't just bleed all day. What happens then is you bleed out. And there, I just did the top 20 prospects. I just did them. And here, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this and then we'll take a break because we got Zach Lang coming. I do a thing where I, I, I sort of project them as their NHL role, where they're playing right now and where they would end up being, okay? So Borgo and Bo Aiki are top six NHL players, one a winger, one a defenseman. Lavoie is a complimentary NHL scoring winger. So is Matvey Petrov. Max Warner is a shutdown defenseman. Olivier Rodrigue is an NHL goaltender. That's six. After that, there's Bereskin, who may or may not play, Lachance, Yevsiev. After the nine, the top nine, you're into fringe. You're into guys who have 100 games or less. The Oilers don't have top 20. They got nine guys and then a bunch of guys who are maybes. They need more. And Philip Broberg is a guy who could get them somebody who's young and could grow with the group. They need that badly. Zach Lang next. This is Sports 1440 and the Lowdown with Low Tide. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440. That is a great movie. This market's a regular geographical oddity. Two weeks from everywhere. (laughs) Do not seek the treasure. His mama, R-U-N-O-F-T. And then I don't even want to talk about the scene at the creek. Holy. The lowdown is brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. Hurry in for their Joy to the Ride event. No payments for 90 days on every new in-stock 2023 and Buick. Ask for details, plus get 4000 in Christmas cash. We are now joined by the one, the only, the man who can tell us about the big news and the big rumors, Zach Lang, from Blue Jays Nation. How are you? Lothar, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on on your birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, thank you. I've got a lot of them, and do not send me a cake with all the candles lit because there are fire restrictions everywhere. On that kind that of thing. Sounds, that, that sounds like a spark hole. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, refrain from doing that here this afternoon. So the reason I wanted to talk to you is because all of the big news on my information sheet here known as Twitter is about the Toronto Blue Jays. And I, I like all of it. I like all of it. So let's start with Otani. They, they met with him. Is this real? It, it, is, it seems very real. It seems like the Toronto Blue Jays are right there with the LA Dodgers as the two teams who are most likely to land Shohei Otani. Um, It's interesting because all of the smoke seems to be circling the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, You know, being in a Canadian, being in Canadian markets here, it feels like a lot of the people in the States have um, really been really unassuming about the Toronto Blue Jays. You know, they think, oh, they're the quiet Canadian team in a country with a weak dollar. They can't afford to sign a player like Otani. When the truth of the matter is, is when you look at the track record of this Jays, uh, franchise and organization over the last number of years, they've been spending at will. Um, they've signed guys like Hunjin Ryu, Kevin Gosman, George Springer, Chris Bassett, all to significant free agent contracts. And on top of that, they've spent and invested hundreds of millions of dollars into their own organization too. You look at the complex in Dunedin, uh, state-of-the-art, top-of-the-line facility for their prospects down there. That's where Otani reportedly, uh, reportedly met with uh, Jay's Brass yesterday, they've invested $300 million into the Rogers Center. They've got a bunch of premium seats that they're trying to sell there now. 
you know, the Jays are absolutely players for Otani, and I think it's caught a lot of people by surprise. It's, I mean, it's, they have a lot of money. Let's be real here. Um, and I would think, you know, I, I looked at it like Otani is not like from Birmingham or Boulder or whatever. And you'd think, you know, maybe maybe you've got a better chance with somebody who's not from America to sign. And the Jays are in a good situation. And I do think that anybody who's observing uh, would, would know they're trying to win. What kind of a, what kind of a like ripple would Otani signing in Toronto have across the nation? Uh, it would be massive. This is actually something that I've been pondering myself. Um, I think the impact could be akin to Wayne Gretzky getting sold to the LA Kings. You look at the way that Gretzky impacted hockey in the United States, the way he helped grow the game in California, Arizona, Nevada, the Southern States, you know, baseball is well-established in Canada. We all know that, you know, this is a country that has loved baseball for a very long time. But the United States had well-established NHL teams, when Gretzky went to L.A. as well, Otani would have a massive ripple effect across the entire nation. And I think something that's important to consider, too, is the fact that, you know, Rogers owns Sportsnet, and Sportsnet owns, or, or has the broadcasting rights, rather, for the Toronto Blue Jays, coast-to-coast, on TV, and radio. That is a massive, massive selling point here, you know, for the Toronto Blue Jays, when they can sit there and look at that and say, wow, you know, we would be able to invest in this tremendous player and be able to broadcast him nation to nation 162 times a year at the very least. Um, uh, I think it's it's an absolute no-brainer for the Jays to be pursuing Otani the way that they have and and trying to make a massive swing here. Because the nice thing about Otani too is that you know this year he's going to be only a designated hitter, right? He had the elbow surgery uh, at the end of the last season, so they don't need to worry about him on the pitching staff. And truth be told, pitching isn't exactly the problem for the Blue Jays here. You know, their their staff, their pitching staff was one of the best in all of baseball last year. Where the Jays really struggled was to drive in runs and create some offense. You know, they scored one run against the Minnesota Twins in two games in the wild card series. And and there was points in the season where the offense offense looked inept. Um, bringing a guy like Otani in would obviously be a huge marking boom for the organization as well. But this is a guy who would absolutely push the Jays uh, over the top in their World Series aspirations. And it's it's a need. A lefty bat is a need because I remember when the, the Expos had Rusty Staub and then they, they went a long time, a long, long time, uh, and they acquired Al Oliver, but he wasn't the fit. You need a lefty bat in the middle of the lineup, and the, 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 the Expos finally got Larry Walker. But I know the Jays tried to do that, but... but Otani, and then maybe we can talk a little bit about Juan Soto here. Like uh, uh, that's a bat that you can't like. You could you could slide that player between say Bichette and Guerrero, and that's a murderer's row. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the, the options the Jays would have at the top of the lineup, just bringing in Otani, would be absolutely tremendous. And I think what something else is really important here too is that you know Otani would help take the pressure off a guy like Vladimir Guerrero Jr a guy like Bo Bichette, a guy like George Springer. You know, Springer struggled at times, you know, through this last season, seems to be kind of going through, um, you know, hitting the back half of his career, so to speak. Um, you know, it takes the pressure off everybody and lets everybody breathe a little bit easier in that lineup because you know that Otani's going to drive in 40 home runs for you at the very least this season. Um, that's, a, that's a huge addition to have to, to a lineup that the Jays have. 
Uh, and as you mentioned, the, the need for a lefty bat is there. And as you mentioned, too, that's why they've been linked to a guy like Juan Soto as well. Well, I've seen Soto uh, as a watching Nationals games. And look, Otani has the, the Babe Ruth appeal. He's a great pitcher and a great hitter. And I think Otani's led the league in home runs and triples. He's just a freak of nature. But Soto, it, like he, he, I mean, when he's healthy, he is a, a real impact player. And the Padres have spent like drunken sailors, so they've got to do something. That might be, I'm not saying it's better than Otani, because I think you just signed Otani for money, you're better off. But as a check down, that's a hell of a get. Oh, without a doubt, right? Without a doubt. You know, the biggest concern I think that people would have with, with Soto would, A, be the acquisition cost, right? We're talking somebody like Alec Manoa being involved, a prospect like Ricky Tiedemann, who looks to have all the makings of a, a top two pitcher in the rotation for the Jays for a long, long time. And the concern with Soto is, is that he's got one year left on his contract his agent, Scott Boris, is a guy who loves to take his players to free agency. Now, we've heard Ross Atkins say, uh, Jay's general manager, that they're not opposed to going after a rental player. Uh, you know, if, if Jay's can land Soto and it's not a completely egregious cost, there, there's a possibility that, you know, they might be able to convince Soto to stay. They evidently have a significant amount of money earmarked for, for Shohei Otani, right? We're talking over $500 million here. Um Soto is a guy who could command $400 million easily in the open market. Uh, and if it gets to a point where there's a bidding war that it would have to break out for Soto in this potential scenario we're talking about, you know, it would make sense for the Jays to be able to do that still. I mean, if they're earmarking the money for Otani, why not earmark it for Soto, a guy who is just as powerful of a lefty bat when healthy is on base percentage, uh, leads all active players right now. Uh, he, he's a tremendous, tremendous offensive talent too. Now, you know, the thing with Soto is he may not be the best, uh, you know, fielder out there in left field, right? Um, so the Jays would still need to, to make some moves to try and insulate around that. Um, you know, maybe they try and bring back Kevin Kiermaier, I think, to $10 million for another year and stick him in center field. You can keep Varsho out and left. Uh, those two were incredible out there last season. And then you run Soto as your designated hitter. Um, the options and, and possibilities for the Jays here are endless. And the truth of the matter is, is if we even want to talk about a further check down, how about a guy like Cody Bellinger in a free agent market too, yeah. right? I, I really foresee a scenario where one of those three names end up a Blue Jay here in, in a matter of, of weeks. So with that said, Zach Lang with an H, um, Vladdy stays, right? Like I, I'm not a Jays fan, but I'm a Vladimir Guerrero. So he's, he's staying, right? Yeah, I, I don't see any reason right now as to why he wouldn't stay. Um, I, I've talked about Vladdy quite a bit, you know, lately and in the last year. I, I think people need to change their tune in the way that they look at Vladimir Guerrero Jr. as a player, right? This is a guy who came into the Jays organization with such a high level of hype around him. And that 2021 season that he had, you know, really did no favors for the hype train, Right. And what we've seen in the last number of years is some regression from him at the plate and some moments last season that were quite confounding, to say the least. Um, some poor uh, swing selection and some of those other issues that he was having. You know, Vladdy's a guy who is still a very, very elite player. He's a very high-end player in baseball, and he's somebody that I hope the Jays are able to keep around for a long time. Now, again, of course, you're going to hear people say, oh, well, you know, the Jays, 
get Otani or they get Soto or they get Bellinger, they're not going to be able to afford Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I'm not fully convinced of that. I think there's a world where the Jays could make this all work. Again, you mentioned earlier here, you know, the money that Rogers has and the willingness that they have to spend it right now, you know, investing hundreds of millions of dollars in their facilities. You know, they are very much in a win-now state, and trading away guys like Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. probably aren't going to help your case in terms of being able to win now. So I know you've got something up on Broberg, um, and I know you've got a quote from Frank Cervalli or a tweet from Frank. Any idea where he might go, like, or what the orders might be looking at? I know it's early days. It's an unfair question. Yeah, no, it's early days, but... You know, this, it's a really interesting situation with Broberg, right? It, 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 it harkens back to what the Oilers did at the beginning of last season, trading Dmitry Samarukov to St. Louis for Clint Costin. I think that's the kind of trade that the Oilers are going to be looking for here. Um, you know, how about a name like Kent Johnson out in Columbus? Uh, a high draft pick, he was a fifth overall pick, now in his second year in Columbus, and he's really struggled to start the year here. Got sent down to the American League. You know, there seems to be some kind of discontent there in, in Columbus with him. Or what about a guy like Morgan Frost in Philadelphia, for example? Again, another depth player. Now Frost makes a million dollars more than Broberg. So you're going to have to kind of get curious there. But I think that's kind of the scenario that the Oilers might be looking at here. You know, we've heard talk, and Sarah Valley has mentioned it a number of times, about the Oilers wanting to kind of reshape their bottom six and maybe mix it up a little bit there. I think that's the kind of trade that you're looking at. Or, hey, you know what? I'm a big fan of Elvis Merzlikens out in Columbus. I think he'd be a really solid addition for this Oilers team. Maybe there's a scenario where it's Jack Campbell, draft picks, and Philip Broberg for Merzlikens and Ken Johnson or something along those lines. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, but I think the Oilers are doing right by the player here in, in allowing him to, to seek some options in the trade market. So, Zach with an H, Z-A-C-H, do you, are you happy with that, or do you wish they'd gone with a K when you were born? Oh, no, I'm happy with the H, actually. I am. I, I will say I, I get a lot of the Ks, and I get a lot of absent fourth letters in there as well. Sometimes people will go with the Z-A-C, um, but I really like the, the H at the end there. Uh, full name Zachary, or as sometimes my friends call Zachariah. Oh, it, uh, yes. Yeah, I know. They, they, they flex it out a little bit here. But yes, uh, very, very happy with the H instead of the K. Okay. Well, I wanted to know. I was curious and I asked. I know that's not a sports question, but I appreciate your honesty. Hey, my pleasure. I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to be nimble, uh, low tide. So I'm ready for whatever <laughs> you throw at me. You're the man. Thank you, Zach Lang. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, that's Zach Lang. Z-L Lang, L-A-I-N-G on Twitter. He's a really good follow and a very fine individual. Lowdown is driven by Wolf GMC Buick. On the way, we'll be talking to Daniel Nugent Bowman. And right now, it's time for a sports update. This is a sports 1440 update. And for your sports 1440 update, eight games in the NHL today. It all gets going with the Rangers and Sens and the Kings and Blue Jackets. Puck drop for both of those games, 5 p.m. The Edmonton Oilers are exploring potential trade options for Philip Broberg. According to Frank Saravalli, it was the Oilers who granted Broberg's camp permission to seek a trade. The NHL is projecting to raise next year's salary cap to $87.7 million, which would be an increase of $4.2 million. And the 2024 NHL draft will be held on June 28th and 29th at the Sphere in Las Vegas. 
Team Canada will have a near-complete turnover from last year's gold medal winning lineup for the 2024 World Junior Hockey Championships. Hockey Canada released its 30-player selection camp roster for the tournament today. Forward Owen Beck is the lone returning player from the 2023 team. And Canadian icon Christine Sinclair will play her final game tonight in Vancouver at BC Play Stadium, renamed Christine Sinclair Play Stadium for the occasion against Australia and kickoff for that one, 8 p.m. Just two games in the NBA as part of the in-season tournament, quarterfinal matchups between the Knicks and Bucks at 5.30 and the Lakers and Suns later at 8. NFL news is Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence suffered a right high ankle sprain against the Bengals on Monday night but has escaped further damage. And the Jets have waived quarterback Tim Boyle after two starts. They'll fill the roster spot by signing Brett Rippon from the Seahawks practice squad. And finally, four games in the AJHL, including the Spruce Grove Saints at home at the Grand Fury Arena against Olds. Puck drop for that one at 7, and as always, you can get your tickets online at sprucegrovesaints.ca at the door or watch online at flowhockey.tv. I'm Declan Kruger. This has been a Sports 1440 Update.